The third round of the FA Cup has proven that the magic of the tournament is still very much alive. However, after being humiliated by Man City, is it a Vada Kedavra for Potter? Elsewhere, it was not a good evening for Aston Villa, who were also knocked out by League Two Stevenage, while Sheffield Wednesday beat High Fly Newcastle on Saturday. There's plenty to discuss. Roll the intro. Hello, dear viewer slash listener, and welcome to the Lost in Possession podcast. At the weekend, eight Prem teams were knocked out of the third round, with more to follow. But there's only one place we can start, and I mean one place, and that was with Chelsea, who were humiliated by Man City 4-0, with the Blues putting in a performance that was, well, very much to be desired. Jordan, as a resident Chelsea fan, Jamie, we'll get on to you in a minute. As a resident Chelsea fan, we have to start with you. You must be sick of the sight of playing Man City. Three games, three defeats, zero goals. Plenty of calling for Potter's head. What do you have to say? The floor is yours. Well, I'm not sick of seeing Man City. I'm sick of seeing football at the minute. Um, we're we're an absolute mess. Let's let's be fair. Um, just uh, in every aspect of the pitch at the minute. You know, we've got no attack. Our strikers are, uh, or uh, can you even call them strikers? You know, our attacking players are scared of shooting. Um, we've got an XG less than probably, you know, a Sunday league side. Um, even in the midfield, we've got on paper a great midfield who, who just aren't performing at the minute at all. We're losing every midfield battle every single game. And even our defence that, that we used to be built on sort of defensive, you know, solidarity, even the defence are, are having a mare. And, and, and if the defence have a good game, then the goalkeeper will just let, let a go in for fun. Um, so yeah, it's, it's a tough time, uh, as a Chelsea fan at the minute and, it, and it's, yeah, it's depressing watching, watching the game. Um, now look, you know, the city result in, in isolation, did we expect to win with, with a weakened squad? Probably not, but I don't care whether it's city, whether it's, you know, a lower league team, you know, you, if you're going to lose, you've got to lose in the right way. And to get slapped 4-0 with, with next year probably less than 0.1 is completely and utterly pathetic. Um, and we need we need something to change ASAP. So what what do you put this result down to? Do you put it down to the manager who a lot or the coach in this case, who a lot of people are calling for Potter's head? Or do you think it's just, you know? Is it anything else? You know, what do you think the situation is? You know, how can it be resolved? I think that the, the FA Cup loss against City, I don't want to get too carried away with that because, you know, on, on City's day, they're, they're capable of doing that to any any team, any small team, any big team. Um, you know, we rested the players. We've got, you know, a World Cup winner, Alvarez, playing against a 19-year-old kid who's never played for us. You know, you. I'm not going to lose my head over that game, but what, what I'm going to lose my head over is, is the lack of consistency we've had, you know, one win in seven games. Um, yeah, one win in seven games and that win was against the mighty Bournemouth. Um, you know, I mean, nine, just, just looking way, now. Huh? Nine. One, one win in nine. One win in nine. Well, it depends if you count, count Champions League, but no. I think I think in the league, in, in the league, it's one in nine, which is is completely and utterly ridiculous. Um, but yeah, our, our recent wins have been over Dinamo Zagreb and Bournemouth. So I don't think we've beaten a big side. I mean, I'm just scrolling down all the fixtures now. 
the last win against a half decent team was in October. Um away to Villa and you could argue, you know, we were lucky that day as well. So yeah, bottom line we're a shambles. To answer your question, I don't think I, I think a lot of people are losing their heads and going, oh, sack potter, sack potter. But come on, like what is it Potter's fault? Like we're suddenly losing games. No. Tuchel was losing games, hence he got sacked. You know, we were in a really bad run under Tuchel in the short term. I think a lot of people's anger at, at Potter and people going, oh, get rid of Potter is a little bit more, oh, we didn't want to get rid of Tuchel. But as a fan, you've got to be able to to, to put the two aside. Like, yes, we sacked Tuchel too early. Everyone knows that. It was clear t- to Chelsea fans. It was clear to non-Chelsea fans. Um, Tuchel's record as a whole, I think it was three trophies um, in, in a year and a half, five or six finals, just ridiculous numbers. Um but you can't use that to to then dig out Potter. We've all we've all said it on the podcast. People said it before he joined Chelsea. Potter is one of the sort of most underrated, high potential managers in, in world football, and and everyone said that. And now suddenly, you know, two months later, everyone's retracting that because he's a Chelsea manager, and we've we've had a bad few games. So I don't think you can blame Potter for 100 percent of the issues. Obviously, you can moan tactically at decisions and all the rest of it. But the bottom line for me is that if you're going to get a manager like Graham Potter in, you're going to invest in the future. Give the guy some time. Don't just lose your head after a few games. So so just building on that, um, again, Jamie, we'll get to you because I know you're desperate to rub it in. But um, obviously Potter got the dreaded vote of confidence from the board uh, today. Um what what's he got to do, you know, going forward, particularly in January? Because we need to understand these aren't any of his actual players. Cucurella, he didn't actually sign for Chelsea. He sold to Chelsea. Um, there are rumours of, well, rumours, it looks like Jal Felix is going to be over the line. Um, do you think he's going to add, you know, some some much-needed purr into your attack? Or do you think, um, you know, do you think there's probably a player he's not wanted? What do you think has got to happen in, in well, this month? Um, I don't think there's anything screamingly obvious or anyone that's so such an obvious buy in January. We're not going to solve all our problems in, in the transfer window in Jan. Um, Jao Felix, we all know, world-class player, so much potential and fundamentally, um, fu- yeah, fun- fundamentally, Felix is a good signing. Now, is he going to suddenly start scoring lots of load of goals? No, but... To be honest, and I guess to push back on some of the rival fans, you know, we're having a bad season. You know, we're sort of we're sort of the banter team this season, if you like, us and Liverpool. Um, I mean, even Spurs at time, you know, there's there's so many big teams struggling this year. We're, we're not the only ones, but, you know, we're, we're mid-table, so we're definitely the worst at the minute. Um, despite all that, the, the fact that Enzo Fernandez wanted to come to Chelsea, the fact that Jao Felix seemingly is, is, is coming to Chelsea... You know, let, let's not lose our heads. We're still we're still a massive club. We've still won every trophy under the sun. And this is going to be a short-term problem, not a long-term problem. Um, and I think that kind of brings me back to the point. Why on earth would you sign a manager like Graham Potter, who's got a history of building projects and success in the long term? Why would you go and sack him after a few months? It's just, it would be honestly such a stupid decision to do that. And I think people sort of need to, to actually have a little bit of perspective and, and realise that give Potter time, give Potter money, 
you know, and then we'll see what happens. Okay, so you're sort of telling Chelsea fans to calm down. Do feel free to give out where you sit in, in the season ticket place so they can all come and thank you directly. <laughs> well, a lot, a lot, funny enough, a lot of the people are moaning are these, are these Twitter kids with, with too many followers who don't actually go to a game of football and just sit there and tweet throughout the game. So, by all means, West Lower, come see me. We'll have a chat. <laughs> and speaking of followers, uh, do feel free to like, share and subscribe to this to this channel. You know, feel free to leave a comment. It really helps with the algorithm. We do appreciate it. Anyway, moving on. Jamie, um, what did you make of the performance? Again, third game against Chelsea, third victory over Chelsea this season. Was it City were too good or were just Chelsea that poor? Um, I just want to correct you. It's now the last five we've played Chelsea. One, not conceded. So just to add that little bit in. Just to, yeah, it's not good season, but yeah, five, five in a row. Um, it was a little bit of both because the first 20 minutes, Chelsea looked okay. They looked like they were going to make a game of it and it was looked like it was going to be a bit closer of a game like it was at Stamford Bridge on Thursday in the Premier League. Once the first goal went in, Chelsea didn't recover and then Havertz tries and does his own version of hand of God when there is VAR. So I honestly have no idea what he was doing because if you let Laporte have that free header, there's still quite a high chance he doesn't score. So why he's done that is just ridiculous. And then after that, it was game over. Chelsea just... It's like you can say, Jordan sort of said, they've got quite a good midfield. Um, they played, obviously, Gallagher, Mount, Kovacic and Jorginho. Like, they're very good, good players. Like, you can't fault them. But they... I don't I don't know what their plan was. It, they, it just doesn't look like the tactics are... I don't know, like, they're all together with the tactics and all as one kind of like what you're you are seeing like you've seen at city obviously pep's had much more time you're seeing it a bit with our, you're seeing it with arteta as well there's the right philosophy and it's working but once again arteta's had a few seasons so this is where you could jump the gun and be like potter out potter out probably unfair but when you look at the form and you look at chelsea's recent record with managers it's, it's coming up to a sackable offence. Like the the one in eight, one in nine, if you want to include two in 10 with the Zagreb win. You've also got the sort of big loss to, you look the 4 1 to Brighton as well. You've got the 1 1 to Forest. And then you, the teams you beat were Zagreb and Bournemouth. It's like, if you don't go and beat them, just, just walk out the door, really, because. Both of them teams are just nothing. Like they should, you should beat them. It's the other games that I'd be very, very concerned as a Chelsea because six out of the last ten, well, sorry, six out of the last yeah ten, they've not scored. Like that's a staggering amount. And I know you, everyone's probably seen it. Haaland's got more goals in the Premier League than Chelsea. That should not be happening with a big six club. Chelsea, like Jordan said, Chelsea are a massive club. That that is like that's not just below par. That's embarrassing levels, really. 
and there's no like I think Chelsea fans sort of like were slight high was that Haaland didn't score against them at Stamford Bridge. That's all I could see after the game. That was the only positive they really took, which I thought was a bit when you lose one nil, it's not really something to be that disheartened about. Um really like I agree kind of with Jordan what you're saying with the two shawl. I think the Tuchel backlash is just hitting Potter. Really, it would have worked out if you had like an interim manager for this sort of period that he took all the backlash. He wasn't expected to do much. Then Potter came in. I don't think he would be getting the stick that he is. However, it was something I wanted to put back to Jordan was Chelsea fans were singing Tuchel's name at the Etihad. Would you take him back now? Or and not give Potter the chance. I think this is a difficult question because I think it'd be unfair not to give Potter the chance. But I still think Chelsea fans would take too short. Yeah, that is an interesting question. Um, yeah, there, there was chance of, of Roman Abramovich and and, and Tuchel yesterday in, in the crowd. Um, with 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 Tuchel, I and this is a big if. You know, if Potter is given maybe two, three, maybe even four years and is proven to not be the success we think he will be and Tuchel is still available then, yes, I'd welcome him back. I wouldn't, and it seems extremely unlikely anyway, but I don't think we, it doesn't make sense to now go, Potter, we're not going to give you a chance. We're just going to sack you off and then get, like, it just doesn't make sense. Um, We all know, you know, Tuchel's a great manager. He did well for us. And it's, it's, you know, we have a habit, as we've seen, of, of rehiring managers. So don't rule it out. But he, yeah, get, getting rid of Potter now at this stage would, would be just an embarrassing embarrassing decision and, and just wouldn't make any sense. But yeah, Tuchel, maybe one day in the future, I, I certainly wouldn't say no. No, that's fair. Like, that's kind of, yeah. It's sort of seeing the reaction of Chelsea fans, I think a lot would reactionary go yes give me Tuchel back but like you said sort of the start of the season wasn't good <laughs> it wasn't good under Tuchel that is why he got sacked yeah, I think yeah. Bowley was I think Bowley wanted to also to have his own team this is Bowley doesn't want to be Abramovich like he doesn't want to just sit back and let Abramovich's men people go on and do it he wants his own people involved so I did think Tuchel's Numbers were down, like, I think yeah. any sort of small down period, he was going to get the sack. So this is probably why, like you said, too, it was too early. Um, With Bowley, though, I don't know if it's just rumours, but then you get some sort of, I don't, yeah, it's more like the transfers. It just seems he's going here, there and everywhere. It's not for a lack of trying, but is he not really going right? We need this player, this player, this. We need these positions, three positions. I'll go for them. It seems more like, because you've actually got quite a few wingers and I'd class Felix as a winger, maybe an attacking mid. But, so it's more but like... He can, not, play, he can play CAA he can play, as well. Yeah, but he, you, you need a striker, really. That's what you need. Because Aubameyang clearly is not going to be there at the end of the season. No. So then you got Havertz, and I, I still don't believe he's a striker. He, 
maybe he's a cam, but he's not strong. Yeah, he, he plays a lot better when he's sat behind. Um, yeah, so that's why I think you, yeah. need, you need a striker, and maybe you should do something like United are trying to do with this Weghorst Hurst. Like they're trying to get him on loan for six months. Like just something because you've got um Nku Yeah, Nku, yeah, yeah. He's coming in the summer, so that that gives you the striker. But like you need something for the next six months. Because I think we tried he, that though. We we tried that with a Bamiang and, and it's not worked. You know, we had Lukaku, didn't work. Yeah. It's not it's yeah, not for the I one to try like, but I think like even Reese could probably speak about a Bamiang. Abamian, yeah, Abamian came. He was meant to be Tuchel's sort of, you know, guy, and then Tuchel was sacked forty-eight hours later, something yeah, stupid like yeah. that. <laughs> so it's like, I and I feel like he does cause problems. He's not someone who's just going to be there to do a job. It's kind of like a Giroud would be quite a good player to have in that kind of role for the loan for six months, I think, but. Yeah, I think yeah. just just on a well on a Bamiang, I mean, he's not the kind of player with with those attitude, you know, historical attitude problems. He's not the guy, in my opinion. I could be wrong, but he's not the guy rallying around, a, you know, a down and beaten squad in the dressing room. Thiago Silva is the kind of guy who strikes me as that that leader. You know, you have got a guy with an Arsenal tattoo playing up front for Chelsea. Let's be fair, it's not ideal, um, <laughs> and I don't see him, you know, rallying the troops personally. And and sorry if I'm wrong, but. History and the evidence tells us he's not that guy. Um, and just finally, look, I, you know, I don't want to be completely 100% negative and, and and you've got to put things in, into perspective. You look at our injury list as an example. It's not an excuse. We should still be beating half of these teams that we've listed out we've lost to. But, you know, if you look at our injured 11, it's probably the, the best injured 11 in world football. Um, you know, you've got Sterling, you've got Reese James, you've got Chilwell, you've got Fafana, 80 million signing. You know, and Golo Kante, one of the best midfielders, you know, possibly for the last five, ten years. You've got Bro, you're up and coming. Loftus Cheek was getting in the squad. Bamiang's out, you know, only for a couple of days. Mendy, you know, Pulisic. Like, <laughs> that's a ridiculous team of players who are out injured. So, it, it, yeah, it, it's one of those. Like, we should still be winning. We should still be way better than we are. But you've got to look at the bigger picture. If that many good players were out, even for City... I still think you would see a dip off if you if you took Arsenal's eleven and took that many players out, they wouldn't be top of the league. If you took that many players out, you know, if you took all that many players of quality out of the top teams, there would be a noticeable dip off, in my opinion. So you've got to remember that as well. Um, but yeah, things need to change. A few of them though have just got injured, and like I still don't, I don't. Not like some of them you can use as the sort of what you're saying, but I feel like you can't mention Sterling and Pulisic really. No, they, that, got, that, in, yeah, they yeah. got injured on Thursday. So yeah, I no, the, premature. the main ones out of that, Kante, you know, we've not had him for almost a year now. It's getting ridiculous. He, he's he's a different level, as everyone I says. I think it's Reese James and Chilwell, really. They're the yeah. two. They're the two. Yeah. They're, they're the big ones. And, and we saw last season when we were in a title race and suddenly we, you know, they dropped off and we weren't. Um, yeah, it's a different team, different team without them. And, and that's, you know, a bit, bit of misfortune as well. So there you have it. Um, it seems like all of us here aren't, aren't blaming Potter. So that's good to know. I'm sure Dumbledore would be proud. But however, what are your thoughts, listener? If you think Potter should be sacked, 
if you think it's all Bowley's fault, if you think it's the squad's fault, you know, whatever you think, make sure you leave a comment on our YouTube pages. Of course, feel free to tweet us, Instagram us, etc., etc. You know the drill by now. So that was probably the most notable tie of the FA Cup this weekend. Um, however, there were a lot of other results that did come through and there were some absolute shocking results in a good way for many teams across the football pyramid. Now, let's start, of course, with Stevenage, who definitely put the heart back in Hertfordshire with two late goals from Jamie Reed and Dean Campbell in the 88th and 90th minute, respectively, against Aston Villa, who were, were rather strong sided Aston Villa who went down to 10 men the floor is open to either of you what do we make of that is that a true true uh, FA Cup fairy tale right there yeah absolutely <laughs> absolutely <laughs> like going like them getting a draw at Villa Park that was sort of probably good enough for Stevenage like they want to they want to go to these stadiums they want to go to Old Trafford Anfield Villa Park Stamford Bridge, Emirates, Etihad's. I don't know what the top is. It just the Tottenham Hotspur Stadium. You want to go to. You want to go to. I don't know what it's actually called. Is it New White Hart Lane? That's it. You want to go to them stadiums. That's sort of what you want, really, when the big boys come in, because it it's just a great occasion, and that's what they've done. And then Donker getting sent off. They in the eighty fifth minute, so it's not like they had plenty of time to have the extra man. And go do and go and do something. They held on in the game. They even scored. They scored with an offside goal early on to make to make it one nil, which was ruled off off like was offside. But it wasn't. It wasn't much in it. So they showed they had something about them. But to go and get two goals like that, fair play to them. Stephen is doing well as well in League Two. Hopefully they can go and sort of you know push for the promotion. And use this as sort of like, you know, we can compete at a much higher level. That's the thing, you know, do you think Stevenage, who who've been doing wonderful under Steve Evans, you know, they've got Stoke in the next round, who who are beatable, you know, it's that Stoke at the Bet365. However, do you think Stevenage fans would rather have promotion right now? Do you reckon they'll take promotion right now? Or do you reckon they'd rather the cup run? Promotion, I think. I know yeah. the cup run is amazing, but like just just one win makes that cup run already. Like that one win, even if they go and lose to Stoke, I think their their cup runs happy. Yeah, why not both? Why not both? You know, they've beaten Villa. It's one game. Um, they don't necessarily need a cup run. Like I, I'm, I'm sure those Stevenage fans that were there in ten years' time will remember the time they beat Aston Villa, and that's the difference. Like. It's about for for those clubs and and you know even even prem clubs in some case, cases it's about those moments that they'll always for, you know never forget right so even if they go out in the next round they'll still have that time they beat Villa in in, in three minutes like so that alone is probably good enough but I mean if you can beat Villa at Villa Park you know Una Emery like he's beat Bayern Munich in a cup tie in the last twelve months he's beat Juventus and now he's lost to Stevenage. Like, yeah, that that that's huge. But if 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 Stevens are capable of of you know yes an offside goal scoring a goal, late comeback, obviously they're then capable of beating Stoke. So why not? Don't rest players. Go all out for it, and just try and make even even more memories. I don't think it'll affect their league form that much personally. 
No, that's a good point. And I think I think um that performance by Villiesti was typical of a Unai Emery sort of team. They'll go and beat the big boys one week and then go and let themselves down the week after. And that's something that's shown quite consistently throughout his managerial career. That's not a criticism, but just how it is. And I think Villa fans will have to get used to that, you know, uh, eventually. But they should be disappointed nonetheless. But don't take that away from Steve Lynch. Let's move on then to the other big game that we also noticed uh, where Sheffield Wednesday, uh, who played on a Saturday, despite their namesake, um, actually managed to beat Newcastle, mega rich Newcastle, um, and very ambitious Newcastle by two goals to one with two goals from Josh Windass. Um, what do we make of that performance? Do you think Newcastle would be too fussed by that result? Or do you think Newcastle fans would rather have had the cut run than third place? What do you what do you both think? Um, I think a cup run's important for Newcastle. Um, they've got it in the League Cup, so they're not they're not out of both cups, but they've not won a trophy in a while. They've got this money, they're playing very well. Like they've just gone to the gone to the Emirates and drawn nil-nil in what was a great game and a good performance from them. So to go out like this is disappointing. Um from I haven't actually seen the replays, but from what I understood, both goals were offside, but there's no VAR, so it doesn't count. So that's kind of where Newcastle fans will just be angry at VAR rather than their own team. Because, well... I think it was one each, though, to be fair. It was was, um, Sheffield Wednesday's first goal was offside, but Newcastle's goal was also offside. So it was one each. So it's not. Well, it's not that bad. Was the second offside as well? No, no, no. Sheffield Wednesday oh, second okay. was fine. So I don't think they can really moan too much about that. No, but like it looked like they performed okay. They had seventy six percent possession, twenty two shots. Like Newcastle gave it a go. On a different day, they go and win. It sometimes it just happens. I've watched it when we lost to Wigan one nil. Well, I've seen it in the final, unfortunately, <laughs> but I've also seen it in like the fourth or fifth round. It's just sometimes it happens. But Newcastle have got so much to look forward to this season. It's not a it's it's a bad result, but it's not a season ending result. Like like the Chelsea one looks more like doom and gloom. Newcastle should just go, right, okay, we've lost one, dust it off, let's go, let's keep going. Yeah. Exactly, and I think I think this game had a different vibe to it than what what it was like last season when they lost to Cambridge in the third round. Um, you know, everything Newcastle fans couldn't have been more, you know, down if they tried, even though they had had that takeover. This had a different vibe to it. You know, I don't think Newcastle. Yes, they'll be disappointed they don't get a cup run, but let's be honest, they're going to start winning trophies sooner rather than later. You know, I think for them finishing in the top four would be a more than amazing achievement for them for where they are. The what moment. what trophies to, to sorry to counter that I guess a bit and disagree with you both. What what trophies are they going to win? Because I, 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 I disagree. Cup. Yeah, but but I, why not go for the FA Cup? Uh, for I mean, me, I, I I think it's a massive massive it. letdown. It's just one of those games, though, isn't it? It's it's just one of them things. Newcastle wouldn't have imagined being in the top three of the Premier League this season. You know, most of them said they were going to settle for top ten. You know, they're in the quarterfinals of the League Cup now as well. So they're already on course to be doing something. Uh, this is just a bit of a blip. They played a pretty strong side. It's just they were beaten on the day. 
you know, I think if, it's one of them where like if they're at, if they're at the League Cup, and then let's say they are where Chelsea are in the League tenth, that's when you start going. Like that's when you complain. I think, I think it's been going so well for Newcastle as of late. I think they had them. I think they were unbeaten. They were unbeaten in something like 12, 15 games, something the record in the league at the time. So it's more, they've got so much going well for them prior to that, that the FA Cup is, you don't want, you don't want to lose, but it's kind of one you just go, right, it's happened. It's one of them. It's just one of them days. Whereas if they were out of the League Cup as well, I think, yeah, then you go, we need to be trying to win a trophy as soon as possible. Yeah, I don't think it's a result that's going to impact their league form at all. But I just, for me, it's it's just a let that. I guess the, the the league cup, I guess, does support that a little bit more. The fact they're still in that, but for me, this just feels like another way to chart. You know, you talk about Newcastle winning titles; they're not going to go and win the league this soon, right? So, the 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 cups for them is a real chance for them to go right. We're here. We're going to start getting to quarters, semis, finals of, of these big competitions, and and you know the big clubs do. You know, we saw it last season, the FA Cup Carabao, both big teams. City, how many Carabao Cups have they won? You know, the FA Cup is very no, rarely... Well, exactly. That didn't, yeah, but, that didn't come instantly, though. That didn't come instantly. You know, Newcastle, they're being very realistic. They know where they are at the moment. If you think where they were last year, most Newcastle fans aren't going to be expecting trophies now. If this was five years from now, they'd be disappointed. Yeah, yeah. But but to put it this way, I mean, w- w- would Newcastle rather have third and no trophies or fourth in an FA Cup? Obviously, fourth in the FA Cup because it makes no difference, right? Like cool. that—that's that's how I'm looking at it in my head. I don't think an FA Cup run would hamper their league form that much. But Newcastle fans, let us know your thoughts. <laughs> now, of course, there were plenty of other third round ties, um, sort of with teams up and down the pyramid. However, we are going to just read out what else happened with them, um, other Premier League teams involved. So. Man United overcome Everton on Friday night uh, to win 3-1. Lots of negatives around Everton at this moment in time. Southampton managed to beat Palace. Uh, Harry Kane moved to within one goal with Jimmy Greaves' record as Spurs beat Portsmouth 1-0. Uh, Bournemouth were dumped out 4-2 by Burnley. Fulham got a result at Hull. West Ham beat Brentford in another all-prem tie. And of course, Liverpool drew with Wolves. Um, I think the final point here should definitely be focusing on that game. Uh what did we make of that result? You know, should Wolves be furious they were disallowed a goal right there? Or do you think they should just take the replay? Or do you think they were better off, you know, in their current situation? Maybe not having the replay, you know. What do you think of that? The replay is awful for them. It just is in all aspects. Because if they're going to lose, let's say they lost 2-1 to Liverpool, they just go, OK, fair enough. We went away to Liverpool, lost 2-1. It happens. Like the league's more important than staying up, but it's just it's just not excusable. I'm sorry. Like there's there's no reason you're at Anfield. It's one of the top prem teams. There's VAR in play. How how can it how can it go wrong? Like without without even I don't want to say it, but how can it go wrong without like some sort of corruption? Really, because. I tell you now, if that happened in the Premier League and it was the other way around, that goal would have counted. So there's no, there's nothing, there's nothing I can see apart from corruption that's stopping this goal counting, and Liverpool should be out. 
and now it's actually worse for Wolves because they've got to then play a game, reschedule another game, and it's just dampening. It's dampening probably the sort of the buzz they would have got off winning uh, that could have gone into their league form. It's making them play an extra game that they probably don't need now because they're probably going to lose the game at home. It's uh, it's just the worst possible scenario for Wolves, I think. They'd rather have just lost. Yeah, this is a classic example of like when your luck's out, you know, your luck's out, the bot, you know, near the bottom of the table, you can't, can't, you know, you can't catch a win, can't catch a bit of luck. Um, I mean, this, this, yeah, let, let's make it absolutely clear. This, this decision on VAR for Liverpool is is disgusting, um, and just uh, there is no justification for it. Oh, they didn't have the, the they didn't have the right camera angles. I mean, get if, when have you ever heard that in a Premier League game ever? Didn't have the right camera angles, so they went with the on-field decision. You've got the referee. Um, I don't know if you saw it, but as they scored, the referee is signalling to the lino to like put your flag up. Um, it's a disgrace, and it's an absolute disgrace. And and look, you know, if if this happened to a, a little league side, you know, a League Two side, and it and it went in their favour, we'd probably be saying, great, it's the magic of the cup, right? But the fact it's Liverpool once again, um, it, it screams of of something dodgy, um, and it's yeah, it's frustrating for everyone really, and, and harsh on Wolves. Yeah, it's a fair point. I mean, I know there's a lot of been made about the VAR decision. Um, you know, Lopetegui says he could see it on his screen or or whether that was, you know, maybe his screen should be used in the VAR rooms. It was interesting to see that. Yes, he said he could see it on the screen, but he never actually seems to give an explanation as to why the goal should have stood. Um, that's funny, that's quite a common thing with most coaches. They can all say it's on or off, but they never, never can actually explain why. I think they'll probably get a decision in their favour later on in the season. And that is that. Um, before we do go, I do want to give one shout out to Wrexham. You know, the Hollywood owners are continuing the Hollywood story. Um, so full credit to them for beating Coventry. And of course, they have another interesting time in the next round, if I'm not mistaken, against Sheffield United. Um, do correct me if I'm wrong there. No, that's right. Huge match yeah. for them. Yeah, absolutely brilliant for them. And there's all none the reason why they can't go through too. You know, them and Stevenage might even meet in the final. We don't know. But anyway, that was the third round. Let us know your thoughts on how you how your team got on and also what you thought of what we had to say. Jordan, it's over to you. Round it off. Well, you, you did miss one more upset. Um, probably the biggest of all, West Ham. Um, actually managed to win a game um, and get through to the next round. So congrats to, to West Ham as well. Um, but as always, like, comment and subscribe. You know the drill.